You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Monday, and when I say the daily podcast covering the New Orleans Pelicans. We are back to five days a week here with you all uh, as the NBA gears up for a restart in about two and a half weeks or so. So we're going to cover a number of things over these coming weeks as we get ready for the NBA's return. We're going to start some of that today. We'll start another segment, recurring segment tomorrow, and we'll carry those forward till we're out of stuff on those. Um, And then we'll touch on things as they come up today, though. We're going to kind of give a refresh on what NBA players aren't going to the bubble and maybe some of the reasons why on that. Then we're going to look at Drew Holiday, remind you where he was when the season was suspended and then finally wrap up with a little bit of fun because now that the Pelicans are there in the bubble they are enjoying themselves a little bit or at least some of the Pelicans are enjoying themselves a little bit so we'll kind of catch you up on there makes these guys really likable in the future we're going to be doing a season basically in review a season catch-up season refresh on every player and then we're also going to do it for the other bubble teams in the west particularly the teams fighting for a spot but then we'll also touch on all of the other teams in the western conference as well. We're going to start that tomorrow though, um, but start our player in review stuff today. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. So a number of players are skipping out on the NBA's restart in Orlando for a variety of different reasons. Some are not all that important, to be honest. Um, And, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, for example, is sitting out. He's not signing with the team and is just going to focus on his rehab. It's kind of players like that that we're just never going to play or some that just kind of are inconsequential a little bit. Um, And ultimately it'll be okay. And these guys are making uh, this choice for a variety of different reasons. Some want to spend time with their family. Some need to spend time with their family due to newborn children, something like that. Some have legitimate health concerns with all of that. Some have tested positive for COVID-19. And so there's a big kind of swath of players out there. Some are injured too and not making the trip because of that. Let's start with though the Brooklyn Nets. You can kind of look at this team and not know who's really playing right now. I wouldn't fault you. They're missing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving already due to injury. But then Torian Prince isn't playing. Spencer Dinwiddie isn't playing. uh, DeAndre Jordan isn't playing. And Wilson Chandler isn't playing. That is a number of guys on there. They've signed some other ones. They were never really going to, you know, even get out of the first round of the playoffs. So ultimately, it doesn't kind of matter. The uh, Rockets are missing a guy like Thabo Cephalosha. That's a bit of a big deal. Um, and they've signed some other kind of strong wings as replacements for him. Avery Bradley is sitting out with the Los Angeles Lakers. They signed J.R. Smith, uh, who got in trouble the other day from Instagramming live from the bubble and was apparently, I don't know, like showing off too many things, talking about too many negative things that the NBA didn't kind of like prep for. Like some, uh, he had shorts or a robe or something that was too small for him. All of this stuff kind of trivial, but those guys are missing too. There's two kind of, three in a way, interesting ones because it does have a direct impact 
on the New Orleans Pelicans here. The first and foremost uh, is going to be, well, not first and foremost. uh, First, let's mention that LaMarcus Aldridge is not going to be going with the San Antonio Spurs to the bubble, um, opting out after having surgery. And a lot of these guys skipping for injury reasons makes sense. You're going to have a shortened offseason after this. So if you go back and play to maybe help your team get into the playoffs, and the Spurs are a heck of a long shot that it's probably not worth it for LaMarcus Aldridge. Go get healthy right now. Don't try and play these eight games. Leave whenever you leave. Then have surgery and have a condensed offseason. Just do it now and kind of take care of it when you know, you're know you not really missing a title run. The Pelicans play the San Antonio Spurs on August 9th. LaMarcus Aldridge has had a lot of success against New Orleans in you know recent seasons and like historically. So the fact that he's not going to be there when all of these games are kind of must-win for New Orleans, it's a good thing. Now, for the Wizards, they're also missing two guys. We've mentioned, you've heard me mention, Davis Bertans there, going to be a pending free agent. He's been a pretty decent guy for him, but more importantly, they're missing Bradley Beal. This is big. Again, the Wizards are a long shot to make the playoffs. Even with Bradley Beal, I think the Pelicans are better than the Washington Wizards. No John Wall there either this season. But what I feel better about this is that, in a sense, could have been a bit of a trap game. Because that is the only... The Pelicans play one back-to-back. Thursday, August 6th against the Sacramento Kings. That's a big game. But then they also play the next day, Friday, August 7th, against the Washington Wizards. Back-to-back, in this kind of weird scenario, you don't know how that's going to go. Not having Bradley Beal... That makes winning that game a whole lot easier. Maybe they're tired from the game the night before, uh, or the day before, really, because the game against the Kings tips off at 12.30. The game against the Wizards is 7 p.m. But you just don't need to worry about it. You know, you're going to take it seriously. You're going to try and win, but not having a guy that's a 30-point scorer in Bradley Beal makes you feel a little bit better about your chances of winning that. So the toughest game in terms of scheduling the Pelicans could have had would have been against the Wizards on the only the second night of the back-to-back that they have the only one. And you don't even need to worry about it nearly as much. Things kind of broke well for New Orleans with it, losing a guy for the Spurs like LaMarcus Aldrich and losing Bradley Beal for the Washington Wizards. Kind of nice to see them kind of get a bit of a break in this. And if you're looking for another guy that could be kind of somewhat influential in this is Trevor Ariza for the Portland Trailblazers. One of the, like their better wings. They don't have a ton of depth there. Like, do you really trust Melo? And he's not coming to the bubble right now, which kind of makes them a little bit weaker when they were getting stronger because Yusuf Nurkic was coming back alongside Jack uh, Zach Collins. So overall, that helps the Portland Trailblazers, who the Pelicans need to win one more game then. And hurts New Orleans there, but it kind of gets made up in other ways. So I think that's kind of nice as well. Also, we heard about the three scrimmage games that should be in some capacity, we think, on like NBA TV, something like that. They take it on the Brooklyn Nets, the Denver Nuggets, and then the Milwaukee Bucks. Those are the scrimmage games um, going into the bubble. Those start, though, on July 22nd. So there you go. There's who's missing uh, for the Pelicans' opponents. And nice to see them catching a break on the injury front. You don't root for this stuff, but if it happens, we talk about it and it benefits them. There's no point in, in not pointing it out. It's nice to see the Pelicans catching a bit of a break, making their already easy schedule just a little bit easier. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by rockauto.com. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer, maybe you're just trying to learn a little bit more about car maintenance, or you're restoring something and you are an expert, well, you've got to go check out rockauto.com, the most reliably low-priced online 
auto parts catalog that I've found, and I'm working on a car right now. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models out there, it's impossible for a uh, chain store to stock of uh, you know the part you need, let alone a variety of different parts at different price points to kind of find exactly what it is you're looking for. You don't want to kind of be beholden to what they may or may not have in stock, which is just going to delay your product, uh, keep you off the road, and just make life a little bit harder. But rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake pads, tail lights, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And best of all, rockauto.com has the most reliably low-priced parts I've found. The same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com all right, it's our Drew holiday season in review. Uh, Drew will be with the team. He spoke about that. Not only is he committed to trying to win and wanting to be there with his teammates, but he really does want to make a statement on social justice during all of this, especially after his wife, Lauren, posted that article to the Players' Tribune talking about the experience where he was handcuffed, even though he was just coming to bring her a license. There was no reason for any of that. And it kind of speaks to, I think, the impact off the court that he'd like to make during this time, kind of adding to why he wanted to return to the court and get back out there. Look, his wife is pregnant with another child. They have a son coming. After everything that she had with the health scare before, the brain tumor and all of that, you can understand maybe he wants to be there with her, you know? And instead, he's coming to this. This is a very strong move from him and a very strong statement about who he is as a teammate coming to the Orlando bubble to play with this team to try and help the Pelicans make the playoffs. And they're going to need him to. You've got Zion. You've got Brandon Ingram. We'll touch on them, but we all know that. But Drew does need to play extremely well for this team to try and win. And if you've watched him this year, you haven't felt amazing necessarily about how he's played he, he you know he's still very good don't get me wrong but I don't think he felt he's felt as good this year he hasn't looked as good this year hasn't played as good this year as he did say last season offensively and defensively too on the defensive side we know what he gives you night in night out but you've kind of seen him just not be at that exact high level that he has been uh these past two seasons where he was all defense first team then second team but you still have moments like the game against the Los Angeles Clippers, Paul George's return, where he basically locked him up. Same thing against James Harden that you've seen him do in the past as well. So when he needs to, we know he's capable of it. Can he do it consistently? Over a whole season, it's tough. Over eight games? Yeah, I, I don't think that's really going to be a problem with him kind of going out and playing that defense that you want. If he can lock down a dude or two in a game you know, or something like that, it's going to make the defense for the Pelicans a whole lot better. We talked about on Friday how it's been improving. They need a guy, though, to kind of eliminate some of the perimeter attacking and slow that down to at least funnel things more efficiently into a guy like Derek Favors. Drew's the guy that can do that. And I think over eight games, you'll really see that from him. He looks like he's dropped a little bit of weight during this hiatus, too. He's looked a little bit skinnier. So I think that could even help him kind of stay and keep going through all the minutes that they're going to ask for him, likely 30 to start. He plays a heavy load of minutes at times, and it definitely drags him down the more minutes that he's out there. When you're 
playing both sides of the ball at the level he does, it's understandable. In a more reduced role, because no one's going to be playing 30 minutes and maybe a little bit lighter, I think he can play at that elite level the whole time that he's going to be out there on the court. Offensively, he's been inconsistent uh, this year. I think that is for sure. You've kind of not seen him play the best uh, that he could have um, all season long. It took him a while before he even cracked 20 points in a game. He got kind of close in some of them, but he finally got above that 20-point mark in the ninth game of the season for him. He missed two games early on in the year. Took him a little bit to get going. Then he started to kind of consistently get to what we're seeing from him, and that's his per-game averages of 19.6 points per game, basically seven rebounds alongside um, – sorry, seven, seven assists, five rebounds – uh, alongside almost two steals per game. He's shooting better than he has in years past. Maybe now with a guy like Zion out there, alongside Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, he can kind of more naturally fit into that off-ball role, which he doesn't o- only do, and he still takes on a lot of the primary ball handling capabilities out there. But he's shooting better from three. He's up to basically 36%. That beats his averages from the last two seasons. I think that's worth kind of keeping in mind. He's shooting more threes too, so at times he's relegated to a bit more on the perimeter, which you know what, if you're going to hit him at 36 plus percent, we can live with. Um, but you're not seeing him have the same effect at the free throw line. That's really been a bit disappointing this season. He's getting there a time less than he did last season and shooting about 7% worse. He's at 70% on the season when he was right around 77% last year. I don't know if that's going to matter as much going into this. I, I think that could be a little bit fluky. Um, And that's significantly down from the past couple of seasons, I think. So maybe with some time off, more legs under him, the free throw shooting gets a little bit better. But you're seeing he's not getting to the line as much because he's not nearly being as aggressive because of all the other weapons the Pelicans have out there. But he is capable of taking over a game. We've seen that. He's got a triple-double this season against the Minnesota Timberwolves where he had an unbelievable game. 27 points. 10 boards, 12 assists, just three turnovers that night. It wasn't a loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves back on March 3rd. He was awesome in that one. And he didn't even shoot well from three. He was two of six. He was just aggressive, trying to drive and go and attack, and he did. And if he can bring some of that, yeah, watch out rest of the league. We know he's capable of scoring. Minnesota, he tortured earlier on in the season two to the tune of 37 points in a win um, a couple of days later back in March as well. We've seen it. Um, And against the Memphis Grizzlies, we've seen him go off too. 36 points in the game against them, one of the games against them, where he hit seven of 10 threes. When he goes off, there's very little stopping him when he can really get going. If he can find any sort of groove like that, any sort of consistency like that, you're going to feel really good about what he's bringing to this team and kind of the more complementary offensive role that maybe with the way this roster is made up of, of Brandon Ingram being the guy you want to have the ball, Zion being another guy you got to get the ball to, and then him being your third best guy right now offensively, it's a good problem to have when that's Drew Holiday. So I have high hopes for him in the bubble here. Uh, and his leadership, of course, and everything he's going to bring about being a professional, all of that is really important to this team as they need to have a mental edge going into this if they want to just get into the playoffs in the first place. He's a guy who can really give you that. And having a guy like this that can kind of lock down the opponent's best perimeter player is very, very valuable when we don't necessarily know. I think it could be good basketball. I talked about that. We don't really know necessarily what we're going to see. In a more limited minutes role, when sometimes he plays too many minutes and you really start to see diminishing returns, 
I expect big things from Drew in the bubble. So don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans back to five days a week for you all. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Tell a friend about the show, too. Get them back on for this uh, Pelicans team that we're going to see in just a, you know, a couple of weeks playing some meaningful basketball games. It's back. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Get your friends excited about it, too. And don't let your friend be that uninformed dude trying to scream certain basketball things at you. Get them tuned on to the podcast here so they know what they're talking about. We all have a friend like that. I have a couple of friends like that. That, who like to tell me things sometimes look I don't know everything but sometimes I and I hear interesting things from other people sometimes people are like flat out wrong and you feel bad being a dick to those people and telling them that they're wrong when it comes to what you're seeing on the court make sure you don't have to deal with that by getting them to listen to locked on pelicans so they can subscribe wherever you get your podcast from all right wrapping up today's show talking about bubble life we've seen the pelicans are there they are in um, and everything seems to be going well so far, which is good. It seems like these guys are also having a lot of fun. And you're also not seeing kind of the Pelicans make any of these sort of PR mistakes. Like a guy like Rajon Rondo tweeting out a picture of his hotel room being like, they haven't a staying in a Motel 6 when I travel a lot from my uh, job normally but when we're not in a pandemic. And that looked like a pretty nice hotel room to me, which shows you a little bit of how these guys are out of touch with other people, which is fine. They're multi-millionaire athletes. They should expect some of the finest things. And they're required uh, with the players association have teams put them up in five-star hotels so it makes a little bit of sense just not the best look you know in a time when what 40 million are unemployed things like that so it's uh, a little bit interesting to kind of see all that but the pelicans aren't doing that you're seeing these guys kind of enjoy themselves josh hart has been uh, streaming call of duty on twitch uh he swears a lot on there which is kind of fun and you're really kind of seeing him there he also told us at the media availability yesterday he had a wine fridge shipped to his hotel room so that he could hold and it holds about 12 bottles of wine to keep them just at the right temperature he's a big wine guy so he's oftentimes having some wine playing call of duty out there but he's also been playing some golf it doesn't look like it's been going so well looks like he brought a bottle of white wine on the course and after a bad hole just drank straight from the bottle J.J. Reddick's also getting into the, the drinking action a little bit. Looked like he had a Bud Light there and said, uh, if I get 10,000 retweets on this, I will shotgun the Bud Light. And guess what got over 10,000 retweets? Yes, NBA Twitter came through, which Josh Hart wasn't expecting to be the case. Players and fans were going to see that and blow it up because they wanted to see an NBA athlete shotgun a Bud Light. He did a really good job, too. He did not do the thing where, you know, you poke the hole in it with a key or a knife or something and then it shoots everywhere. You've got to tilt it so that there's a bubble up at the bottom. So when you poke the hole, it just hits air and not beer. And then you tilt it and then you shotgun it. Uh, not that I know from experience or anything like that. But J.J. Redick did it just fine. Was kind of impressed. Did it in, a, in two, three seconds. It was a pretty good shotgun. He did it also while in like a little kiddie pool too. So all of these guys are clearly having some fun out there. I think that's an important thing. Not complaining, not upset about what's going on, and just kind of rolling with all of this. Again, that mental edge, things like that. I think are an important thing when it comes to this team. The The league put some stuff uh, like events on. They had like a DJ night set up that was supposed to go from nine till midnight the other night. And the only player that showed up to the one at the Grand Destino where the Lakers are saying, staying was Dwight Howard. All of these guys are bringing video games to go play, to stream and do all of that stuff with. They are not like trying to party. I think they're really taking this seriously. We were worried. The guys want to go party, try and fly women in, things like that. And I don't, it might come, you know, but 
I don't think we're seeing a ton of that just yet, which is a really good thing. It seems like everything's going well. So it's cool to see these guys having fun, kind of making the best of a situation and really kind of getting started with the NBA as we see it restart. Pelicans are having some fun. I'm excited to see that. Also looked like Jackson Hayes got a couple new tattoos done during all of this. Uh, as well. So these guys are enjoying themselves. It's nice to see. It's nice to see these players hanging out and not being miserable as we gear up for the NBA restart. So there you go. Go shotgun a beer. And I think that's as good of a spot as any to end today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you to the sponsor, uh, Rock Auto. RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Just visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Uh, now go check out the Rejecting the Screen podcast, exclusively part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, um, Noah Koslov and Adam Stanko give you great long-form interviews, giving you some behind-the-scenes stories about the NBA you can't get anywhere else. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We'll be back with you all tomorrow because we're back to five days a week.